The COVID-19 pandemic has changed life for all of us. But even before this, we were already fighting an epidemic, the battle against chronic disease. And those with chronic diseases are at highest risk of contracting severe coronavirus infections. So how do we protect ourselves during these uncertain times? But more importantly, how do we view health? Welcome to the Glass Half Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jonar, a board certified physician in internal medicine and lifestyle medicine. In this podcast, I want to address the current crisis of chronic disease and to challenge conventional attitudes towards health. We'll be exploring these issues with thought-provoking guests to help redefine what health should mean for all of us. I hope to inspire you to take action towards a happier, thriving life because good health comes to those who expect it. What is up, everyone? I am your host, Dr. Jonar, and this is my podcast, The Glass Half Healthy. It's been over two months since launch day, and for those listening for the first time, welcome to the pod, which ranked in the top 200 podcasts in the U.S. for health and fitness in its first week. I also have some really exciting news to share with you all. I made it on the Board Vitals list of the top 50 doctors on Instagram to follow in 2020. Totally unexpected and very honored to be recognized, but I know that this podcast had a lot to do with it. So I am just grateful to all you loyal fans out there, and thank you first-time listeners for tuning in. And since you are granting your precious time to listen, I'm always striving to give you the best listening experience that I can provide. So if you have any suggestions on topics you want to hear or how we can improve, hit me up at drjonar at gmail.com or direct message me on my social accounts, which you can find the links to in our show notes. Looking forward to hearing from you and truly do appreciate your support for my show. Okay, today is episode number 14 and it's titled, This Surgeon Operates First on Your Diet. With one of my launch day guests, so glad to have back on the pod, Dr. Sung Wan MD, here to talk to us today about his life's work. But before we get to that, a word from our sponsor. This episode of The Glass Half Healthy is brought to you by avocados. Avocados actually contain more potassium than bananas and oleic acid, a monounsaturated fatty acid that helps to reduce inflammation and lower blood pressure. Avocados, they'll guac your world. Get them wherever fresh produce is sold. All right, back to the pod and our guest, Dr. Sung Wan. He is a fellowship-trained spine orthopedic surgeon that provides the most comprehensive methods of stem cell therapy, regenerative medicine, and lifestyle medicine to help his patients prevent and reverse chronic disease. Similar to how chronic disease puts patients at higher risk for severe COVID infections, it's these same chronic diseases that put a patient at higher risk for complications during or after surgery. Do you see a pattern here? So his comprehensive approach to patient care can in certain cases translate into avoidance of surgery altogether. Dr. Wan discusses with me his methods of focusing first on lifestyle factors like nutrition while putting surgery on the table as a last resort option. And even if patients require surgery, because sometimes they do need it, these patients experience a quicker and more successful recovery process as a result of this approach. 
For us physicians, each field has become so specialized that there is this tendency to, quote unquote, stay in your lane within your own specialty. So in that regard, Dr. Wan is a unicorn in that he doesn't leave it up to the primary doctor to handle these chronic diseases. He handles all of it himself in his clinic in a very intentional and effective way. And in the end, his patients greatly benefit, not just in the short-term period during surgery, but in the long-term process of their health. During our discussion, he talks about how his father's own health ailments served as his inspiration into medicine. We discuss what set him down the path to learn more about longevity, stem cells, and regenerative medicine. He also talks with me about his principles of the PEAR lifestyle. It's an acronym. I won't give it away, so be on the lookout for that. As you will come to understand from this discussion, his approach is not just helpful in orthopedic surgery, but the entire spectrum of chronic disease for improving overall health. So let's get to it. Here he is, Dr. Sung Wan. All right, thank you for coming back on the show, Dr. Sung Wan. Uh, thank you for having me. It's uh, a great honor and a pleasure to be here. Yeah, likewise, pleasure is all mine. So during our launch series where you know you gave your answer on your own definition of health, we didn't get to discuss your background. And actually, you know, I became familiar with your work by one of your online videos that I just so happened to watch trying to research like during my time when I was trying to go plant-based. So, you know, I was in pursuit of making green smoothies and there was a couple of videos of you making them. And then like you even brought your lunch into work. So <laughs> I was like, very, very surprised. And then I found out more info on you and you're an orthopedic spine surgeon. And so that yes. was even more impressive to me that, you know, you have this unique approach with your patient care, with your surgical background. And, you know, this was around the time, maybe like a year after I started down the path of plant-based living that I saw these videos. And so for a surgeon to be doing this with someone like you, and for me just starting out, I was very inspired by you. And, you know, I just want to take this time out to say thank you for your inspiration. You know, you kind of helped me get to where I am to this day. Like you've been somewhat of a, you know, mentor at, at afar. So I appreciate you being here. I appreciate the work you're doing. Well, thank you for mentioning that. I really appreciate it. And it's always great to know that we're making an impact out in the community because this is what it's all about. So many people really don't know the benefits of the whole plant-based uh, nutrition. And that's why we were trying to do everything that we can to get the word out, to educate the public. And the fact that it's even, you know, impacting other physicians, it's great honor. Thank you. Yeah, no, my, the honor is all mine. So for a surgeon to be interested and promote principles of healthy living and lifestyle medicine to patients indicates to me that, you know, you're looking beyond the specific scope of your practice, really trying to capture the whole picture of health. So take us back to that pivotal time down the path of, you know, orthopedic spine surgery and, and your cross into, you know, stem cell therapy, regenerative medicine, even lifestyle medicine. How did that all come together? Yeah, it, it's a great question. It all goes back before I became a surgeon, you know, you have to become a doctor first. And then even before that, what inspired me to go into the medicine was first uh, my experience my father went through. Unfortunately, he went through four low back surgeries, had a big complication, he had infection, been in the hospital for many months. And then after that, he suffered for so many years uh, before he started getting better. At that time, that's what inspired me to go into medicine because I lived with him at the hospital for about two months. It was 
soon after we immigrated to this country. And then the, I was able to see what the nurses did, the impacts that the physicians and the, the doctors had on him. And I decided that this is the incredible path that I would be honored to take. And, and so since then I, I pursued medicine, but then once I got into medicine and spine surgery, I realized that the, a lot of the other fields within orthopedics were moving towards minimally invasive surgery, but then spine was still maximally invasive. And I saw that as an opportunity to solve the problem. And you know, I'm a problem solver and I recognize it and I pursued spine surgery. And then we pioneered a lot of the minimally invasive surgeries starting about you know, 15, 20 years ago. One of the downside of that was that we were the early adapters and we were using multiple, you know, floor scan, which are the, the x-ray machines in the operating room, right? And being exposed to tremendous amount of radiation to prevent patient, you know, opening the patients. And mm -hmm. the awakening moment was one of my dear friend who was also an anesthesiologist who worked with us for many years, passed away at such a young age in mid forties of cancer not sure the, the correlation with the, the surgeries that he was involved with. However, and he was also a, never a smoker either. That really inspired me, uh, scared me and inspired me to start really looking into how do we prevent cancer? Not that I was gonna become an oncologist, and, mm -hmm. but is there a way to, to naturally prevent the progression of cancer? Because now I know that we all have cancer, right? You have cancer cells, I have cancer cells, everyone, every living being have cancer cells. And we're fighting it every single day. Through that experience, I realized and discovered the whole food plant-based nutrition and then discovered so much more than just preventing a cancer development so that it becomes clinically significant. And then that's how the journey began. Then I start also at the same time. My, I've always had fascination with longevity and then stem cells and regeneration. And doing that research, it was the perfect trifecta. And the, the two fields have actually crossed. In order mm. to, to have the best benefit from the, the stem cell transplant, from the orthopedics perspective, we don't deal with stem cells in any other subspecialties, mainly related to orthopedic injuries. You have to be so much beneficial for patients to recover from it and activating the stem cells and then regeneration if they were to go more towards plant-based or completely whole food plant-based nutrition. And that was truly uh, awakening. I said, there's got to be a lot more to this. Why didn't I learn this from the medical school? And how come mm -hmm. I've been living through you know, my life as a resident, as a, you know, attending physician and surgeon, not knowing this? And it was almost embarrassing. And more I dug into it, it was like finding the truth that was hidden you know, under the tons of piles of confusion. And that's how I really dove into whole food plant-based nutrition and realized that we can make a, such a huge impact and not only preventing, but also reversing the disease. And again, I saw an opportunity, there's a problem and that's something that I can contribute to help solve this problem. So. And you right. can say I'm a, I'm a, my passion is, is you know, solving big problems, and uh, I saw that as an, another opportunity. That's fantastic. I mean, I love that answer. You know, having gone through medical school training myself, you know, residency, even in attending, I didn't discover this until I was attending either. And so uncovering the truth, finding more about nutrition, you know, through Dr. Greger's book, How Not to Die, mm -hmm. these were all eye-opening things. But I mean, I think it's so important 
to be able to incorporate that into our practice, but our own personal lives, right? So, you know, with that being said, for our listeners that might not know much about maybe lifestyle medicine, but they're kind of interested, why are these non-traditional approaches, especially lifestyle medicine or plant-based nutrition, important for patients? Yes, I think, you know, what I like to say is the lifestyle medicine is really the traditional. And then when the modern medicine stepped in, it became non-traditional. This is way the, just like the Hippocrates always said, you know, let food be thy medicine. This right. is way we used to treat people, right? With herbs right. and spices and then the, uh, through nutrition and having a healthy lifestyle. However, as the, the countries and cities starts to get developed, and people start developing disease that never used to exist. And modern medicine mainly focuses on managing the immediate disease through medicine, which are the chemicals or surgical procedures. And I think over time, unintentionally, the medical field has forgotten how to really prevent the disease. And then, you know, some like to say, well, there's no money in prevention. And um, I think the physicians and medical society is trying to solve the problem. They have the disease, so, so then they need to fix this disease, not really focusing on you know, what is the real cause and how to prevent it. The lifestyle medicine is really about preventing it before it even starts, and then also right. helping people to actually reverse the disease. And I would not have believed it unless I witnessed it personally through my patients, my surgical patients who needed spine surgery, who no longer needed surgery after they changed their diet and lifestyle, who no longer needed stem cell therapies, or those patients who had hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, autoimmune disease, all coming back and saying, but by the way, my back pain is gone, but also at the same time, I'm now off the hypertensive medication. I have been able to reverse my diabetes. A patient who had an, an MS walked into clinic with a cane. I considered that as a reversing. And I said, oh my goodness, this is not just the stories that I read about in the internet. This is actually happening in the clinic, in my own clinic. And um, I think that's what the lifestyle medicine is really about. Teaching people to have an ownership of their own health. And because they can only, they can control the destiny and they can prevent it. And then they can also even reverse it in most of the time. And that's why I like to say heart attack is a complete choice. Type 2 diabetes is a mm -hmm. choice, right? Mm -hmm. And you're actually right. choosing to have those disease once you understand what it's all about. Right, right. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's funny. You, I want to go back to that point you made about people bringing up the fact that, you know, preventative care doesn't, you know, make much money. But look down the road. How about the long-term effects of all these chronic disease? How much money do we spend on healthcare each mm -hmm. year? We, as Americans, we're leading the world in you know healthcare dollars spent on healthcare. So, I mean, I think that from a cost-saving perspective, you want to just look at the money aspect. It would save tremendous money. And then on top of it, like you were saying, you know, it's putting the ownership of people's health in their own hands, and leading a vibrant life, not leading one in sickness, right? So, you know, I commend you on your work. And so like, for example, you know, I'm a hospitalist and I see patients in the hospital, but we also have a discharge clinic. So I continue to see some of these patients after being hospitalized to continue the conversation about lifestyle medicine approaches and healthy living. So like in your work, 
And, you know, what ways have you been able to implement these approaches into your practice specifically? Yes. So part of the, the nutrition, I think nutrition is by far one of the most important medical management that you can utilize. And whether you have back pain or any kind of orthopedic issues, the first thing is a conservative treatment, whether it's a physical therapy or exercise program, but also nutrition in order for them to heal faster and better. And then also our body is you know, amazingly designed so that it could heal itself. But in order to do it, you have to provide the right type of fuel, right? And then that's mm. what the nutrition and diet is. And without it, you're not going to recover much faster. That's why I'm you know, frustrated with the hospitals, but the post-surgical patients, and they're feeding them the typical standard American diet, which oh is a disease-causing right. food, right? And right. So, so nutrition becomes a big part. And then even before we even write an anti-inflammatory, which I rarely do, I try to get the patients to utilize more of a natural products to decrease inflammation. Diet itself is a plant-based, is a, a anti-inflammatory food, right? And so right. through that approach, that we've been able to help patients avoid uh, back surgeries. We've been also in 95 to 98% of the people that we see in the spine clinic don't need any kind of invasive intervention. And it's those ones mostly who refuse to make the changes. And but also at the same time, even back pain, for example, a lot of it has to do with either muscle strain or it's vascular related, like erectile dysfunction. You know, mm -hmm. it's the really the cardiovascular problem, right? And with the back pain, the disc is the largest organ in our body that's essentially avascular, has a very small blood vessels around the edges. And so you need to have a good blood supply in order to maintain healthy disc. Same thing with the, the nerve endings also. It's innervated by very small blood vessels. So mm -hmm. you gotta keep them wide and you know healthy. And mm -hmm. so cardiovascular health it's very, very important for healthy back and healthy orthopedics. And so, so we have counseled almost every single patient that walks into our clinic, whether they have neck pain, back pain, or knee pain, whatever it might be, or whether they're you know, looking for stem cell therapies because they failed the conservative treatment. First thing we do is deploy the nutrition plan. And we definitely recommend whole food plant-based nutrition and have different protocols, but also if they can't do it, we least ask them to have a plant-centered diet and then you know, eating as much dark green leafy vegetables as possible, giving them the recipes and so that one, they get healthy. And even they need surgery, they're prepping their body to be the healthiest they can so that they can recover from the surgery really, really well, right? Right, so, right. You know, we go through, the surgeons go through pre-op, cardiovascular risk factors and cardiac clearance, but yet what are they doing to really prep the patient and optimizing their health so that when they do actually have the surgery, they can recover fast, they can and also recover much, much better. So those are the ways that we are implementing the nutrition into the, our practice. And then because at our patients' request, we're also going to be starting lifestyle coaching and then a you know, regenerative clinic alongside the surgical practice also. Wow, that's fantastic. So it's really just a full comprehensive approach to the patient care that you have. And so, you know, apart from that, I also recently discovered your research in uh, nitric oxide. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Because that sounds very interesting. Yeah, so we find that the nitric oxide is one of the most important molecule 
in human body. And, um, you know, way we came across it is we know that one of the benefits, the huge benefit of the, the plant-based nutrition is because we are able to get exposed to and generate a lot more nitric oxide. But also same goes with the, the stem cell therapy also. And in order to really activate the stem cells, our body has to have plenty of nitric oxide. And when I was in medical school dating myself, it wasn't known as nitric oxide. It was known as an endothelial-derived uh, re uh, relax factor, EDRF. Okay? But then later on, it realized it's a gas, which is the nitric oxide, plays a vital role. And in the beginning, they used to think it played a role in you know, circulation, vasodilation. However, it's considered the miracle molecule because it plays uh, so many different roles. But unfortunately, as we age, we naturally lose the ability to produce nitric oxide. And by the time you're 40, you lose about 50%. By the time you are 60, you lose about 85% of your ability to produce nitric oxide. Then therefore you develop hypertension. You become much more insulin resistant because the nitric oxide plays a very critical role in management of the diabetes. And then also you know, people experience fatigue, weight gain. And so we need to help find them uh, ways to generate more nitric oxide one of the best way to do that is consuming a large quantity of dark green leafy vegetables. And then those are the food that contains most amount of the nitrates, which are the precursors. And then also you have to have proper amount and quality microbiome. And uh, without the, the microbiome in your oral cavity, you're not able to convert the nitrate into uh, nitrite and then having healthy uh, GI system and then having a very acidic stomach to reduce the nitrite to nitric oxide. And because the primary source of nitric oxide is actually within your blood vessel, in your artery, in the endothelium. But as we age, we damage the blood vessels so much, we lose that ability. So then we have to rely on the, the nutrition side in order to elevate it. And by elevating the nitric oxide back in your system, then many people can control the, the hypertension, which is a number one risk factor for you know, heart attack and stroke, right? And then they're able to better manage their diabetes. And then once you really open up the blood vessel, then all the top 10 causes of death, such as heart disease, diabetes, stroke, even Alzheimer's, kidney disease, all can be better, better managed. And then from the standpoint of the, the stem cell, Patients are able to mobilize and activate the stem cells so that they can repair and regenerate the damaged tissues, not just the orthopedics related. Every single day, we're regenerating ourselves, right? And in mm -hmm. order to do so, then we have to build more stem cells and mobilize them and activate them. And nitric oxide plays a very, very critical role. Wow, that's really impressive and very interesting stuff. So thanks for sharing that. And so... With your patients, you know, taking these approaches of healthier living from, you know, all these different regards, how have these things impacted patients and their outcomes? Like, what have you seen over, you know, the several years you've been working with these patients? Yeah, so we've had some great outcomes with the patient. First, surgically, many patients been able to avoid back surgeries and orthopedic surgeries because they're able to repair themselves much, much better. So it's wow. actually, you know, uh, gonna put surgeons out of the business. Um, <laughs> not really, there's plenty of people who's not following this path. And then also right. who definitely do need uh, surgical treatment, but right. many people who would have let them to the surgery because they felt the conservative treatment, they're actually able to avoid it. 
And even, you know, in minimally invasive procedure, they're able to avoid it. But what we experience is that the big side effect is patients are coming in with lower blood pressure. Patients are coming in stating that their diabetes have been reversed. And then patients also with the even autoimmune disease are reversing their autoimmune disease. And we're witnessing that in orthopedics and spine clinic. This is not a rheumatology clinic. This is not an right. endocrinology clinic. This is right. an you know, orthopedics and spine clinic where patients are coming to us and asking us how to reverse those disease because they don't hear such a thing. You know, I have a, a perfect example of one patient who is uh, insulin dependent type 2 diabetic for 13 years. Her uh, fasting glucose is 280. A1C is 12.5. You're going to think it's weird that the spine surgeon is actually talking about A1C. I even know what A1C <laughs> is, right? Um, and she was on two different forms of insulin. Uh, she was injecting every day and three other oral medications just to control her blood sugar level. And every year, the doses were increasing and additional medicine is being added on. And then two other hypertensive medicine and uh, as well as a statin. And I said, have you talked about this with your physician? How do you, can, you, know, you know you can reverse it? She really thought I was crazy. Right? <laughs> However, and so it took about six months before she finally said, okay, it's either this, I failed the conservative treatment, either making a complete lifestyle change or having surgery. So uh-huh. I said, well, give me six weeks, just give me six weeks and then just follow the plan 100%. And then what's the worst thing that could happen to you, right? Right. And uh, I'm not going to be able to operate on you. So then the patient came back. Two weeks later, I got a call saying that she's no longer on insulin. Wow. Seven weeks later, when she came back to clinic, she was off of all diabetic medicine. And she was essentially able to do reverse her type 2 diabetes. Right? Wow. It only took That's... seven weeks. And, right. uh, and so those are the results and the impact that we're seeing. And, but what we're doing is we're just giving the ownership of health to the patients and just showing them the way, right? right? And then, so if all the physicians and healthcare providers practice in this approach, then I think that we would not be spending 3.5 to $3.7 trillion a year in this country. Yeah. And people would be living a lot, lot longer and not just living longer, but also actually living healthier and living better. Man, that is such an inspiring story, but also just great outcomes for your patients. That's, it's just remarkable. And anyway, I think that like, it's such a good point to make that, you know, you have a specific specialty and there's these other diseases that are being treated by this same approach, you know, so it's not just helpful in orthopedic standpoint, but in all aspects of specialties and your overall health. So, I mean, that example is testament to that. So, but, you know, I've been following you on social media, you know, over the past couple of years. And, you know, some people might not know who you are or unfamiliar with your work. You often post about pair lifestyle principles. So can you tell us a little bit about what that really means? Yes, I'm obsessed with the optimal health and longevity. I think humans have the ability to live until 120 but most people only get to live up to about 60% of their potential. And during that time, they're suffering because of the, all the chronic disease and sickness that they experience. And they don't think about it until they're in their 40s and 50s and 60s. And it, it almost becomes too late. And so right. what I try to do is make things as simple as possible for them. Because for me, you know, I remember things through acronyms. And so 
pair it basically stands for these are the things that you need to do in order to truly optimize your health so that you can live closely to you know a 120 well beyond 100 and at the same time not being stuck in the the nursing home but actually living a really really healthy lifestyle and living better so p stands for plant-based nutrition and then even beyond that i want to make it clear it's a whole food plant-based nutrition not just a typical vegan diet Right? right, and that's why I like to say plant-based nutrition rather than vegan, because you know to eliminate all the the processed food and getting close to the whole food plant-based as possible. So plant-based right. nutrition, and then we need to move our body every single day. So exercise. It doesn't have to be high-intensive exercise. Brisk walking every single day does wonders because we need to move our body. When we move our blood, then we also increase the nitric oxide production because endothelium actually has sheer stress receptor. And then once it's stimulated, it actually produces more nitric oxide that causes the vasodilation, that causes the blood pressure to decrease. But there's so many other health benefits to exercise, right? So we just ask people to do squats every single day or walk every single day. And then A stands for avoiding toxins. And inflammatory food itself is a toxin. And then also most people don't realize the amount of chemicals they're being exposed to every single day, even within the house, at work setting, or whether it is a toothpaste. Like for example, you know, people using antiseptic mouthwash, and which has a strong association with cardiovascular disease. Now dentists are finally realizing it and now recommending against it. The reason is, is because that you need bacteria in your mouth in order to reduce the nitrate to nitrite to produce nitric oxide. And when you actually decrease the bacteria and kill off them, then you can't produce them. And then also things like the proton pump inhibitors. One of the most disservice that the gastroenterologist did for people is that if you have uh, you know, upset stomach or, or GERD or you know, acid reflux, this patient's been on the you know, PPI, proton pump inhibitors, for decades. I was on it for about three or four years because of my acid reflux. And it's all mostly caused by the diet anyways, right? But right. they also have a very strong correlation with cardiovascular disease because it limits your stomach's acidity, which limits the production of nitric oxide, and then also produce certain agent that also inhibits the enzyme uh, endothelial nitric oxide synthase to produce nitric oxide. So. You know, those are a few examples. I see medicine as part of the chemical. If you can avoid it to treat the problem, then you should only utilize it to manage it until the patient can reverse it themselves. And then, you know, of course, cigarette and alcohol, all those things are considered the toxins, so we want to avoid them. And then the big topic is the restore. Under the restore category, it's a sleep. And we now do all the, there's so many research through sleep. It is critical in order to really achieve the optimal health. And it affects your uh, diabetes, it affects your cortisol level, it affects right. the, the Alzheimer's. And so stress management you know, uh, is through meditations and also undergoes on the, the restore. And even simple things like uh, breathing and then utilizing the breathing techniques. And there's a reason why when you sit there quietly and breathe, it actually through the nose, that it actually decreased blood pressure is because again, there's a, the nitric oxide synthase in the mucosal layer in your nostril that actually help you produce uh, nitric oxide also. So our body is naturally designed to heal itself, right? And then also mm-hmm. the spiritually restoring the spiritual aspect of it with through the love relationship and having a community, being part of the community 
all those aspects of it. It's part of the whole restore. And then also restoring your, your gut microbiome. And we also teach people how to do time-restricted eating and different forms of fasting. So all mm-hmm. these things go under the category of the, the pair lifestyle for not only for longevity, but also to truly optimize your health. Wow, great answer. And I, yeah, I love acronyms too. So it's just an easy way to remember all of those things because, you know, it's a lot, but, you know, if you break it down systematically, it just makes sense and it's easy for anyone to pick up and understand, right? So right now, you know, we're, we're in this current time period in the midst of this pandemic. We have the coronavirus epidemic, but also this epidemic of chronic disease. And so it's compounded by the fact that chronic disease appears to be a major risk factor for severe coronavirus infection. So What's your take on all of this? And what would you tell our audience out there who's listening to you? Yes, I think, you know, we're living in a very, very interesting time. And then, you know, I really ask people, number one, to listen to your healthcare providers. Don't get caught up in all the different politics. First, you know, protect others and protect yourself. Still practice social distancing as well as wearing the mask. And then I forget all the different conspiracy theories, you know, like most of the, the healthcare providers like yourself and myself, we don't really care, you know, politics aside, right? And, and there's no conspiracy. We just want people to, to get better. And then one thing that was disappointing is that the facts are there. The patients with pre-existing conditions like hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, or, you know, chronic lung disease, or even obesity, they're six to eight times more likely to be experiencing severe course of COVID-19, right? And then also anywhere from six to 18 times more likely to be end up in ICU. And then that means you're the hospital, so you know better than if they end up in ventilator, less right. chance of getting off the ventilator. Yep. So, so there is that risk of catching the COVID, but you can, again, just like going through surgery, you can prep your body so that you are most in optimized health so that if you do come across uh, you know, COVID-19, then you're better prepared to fight them off. And that's what I strongly like to encourage people. You have time now, you know, being home, being quarantined, explore, learn how to really you know, optimize your health. Rather than sitting on a couch you know, and binge watching Netflix and eating potato chips, well, you have time. So you know, right. do a jumping jack, exercise, <laughs> do squats, Read more about how to truly optimize your health and go back to the basics. And you know, my mother-in-law told me that the way you eat, you eat like a, such a poor person when we were back in Korea, you know, many, many years ago, right? And uh, all the dairy, all the, the cheese, all the, uh, the meat products were only for wealthy individuals. And then the interesting thing is that the people who are poor are much healthier than people who are wealthy because right. they don't they can't afford to eat all the i consider as a poison food right and, and and so that you know people need to step back and then reevaluate what's on their plate know where their food is coming from and then how to truly optimize health and listen to podcasts like this and then many other you know healthcare provider that's providing the science not just the myth and conspiracies and things like that and so so i strongly encourage people to because you know, I want them to know that, hey, as a surgeon, I know hypertension can be reversed. Cardiovascular can be reversed. Diabetes can be reversed. Almost 80% of all chronic disease can be prevented and mostly be reversed only if you have the desire to do so. 
Wow, what a great answer. Thank you so much. So we're running out of time, but how can our audience find you online? Yeah, it's relatively easy. I'm on most of the, the social media, like the Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. It's at Dr1MD, D-R-W-O-N-M-D. And then also we're developing a, a new website right now for our longevity clinic, which is going to be neogencenter.com. But also we have a separate site where we post a lot of the plant-based video recipes and then also medical blogs that are researched at the neogennutrition.com. But you can find you know, me on the most of the time on social media. That's where we also announce the free seminars. We used to do it once a month, but now you know, we do it twice a month. And so if there's a topic that people are interested in, they can come join. It's a free seminar. And then we have a free-flowing discussion with people. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Dr. Wan. I hope you can come back soon. Maybe we can talk about your new endeavor with this clinic. Oh, that would be, again, great honor. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for, for the sure. opportunity. Of course. Till next time. Take care. Goodbye. All right. So how was that? How inspiring is Dr. Sung Wan? I hope our talk resonated with you to explore the pear lifestyle and how plant-based nutrition does not only help before, during, or after a surgery, but can help heal the body across the multitude of chronic diseases. If you want to reach out to me about this or other topics, I would love to hear from you. So hit me up on my email, drjonar at gmail.com or on my social media accounts. Also, please let Dr. Juan know on his socials what you thought about this talk. You can find all these links in our show notes. I am so thankful that Dr. Juan was on the show. And as always, so thankful to you for tuning in to hear our talk. So if you like what you heard, please download, subscribe, listen, rate, and review my podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And share it with your family, friends, and online. Because sharing is caring. <laughs> Thanks again to the wonderful and smart Amelia Liu, my intern, to Jacob Ferrer for production help, and to Stock Sounds for the music. And lastly, to you. Thank you again for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode with Dr. Andrea Matsumura, a doctor who will convince you that the number one important thing in your health is sleep. Remember, your state of health starts with your state of mind. So till next time, enjoy the process, my friends. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not medical advice, so please talk to your primary physician for that. In addition, the views and opinions expressed by me are my own and not that of my former, current, or future employer. This also applies to my guests. Finally, we do our best to make every effort to relay correct information. We do not guarantee its accuracy. Thank you for listening.